Hey guys, welcome back to the Daniel Ricardo Returns Part 2 episode, where we talk about Daniel Ricardo returning back to the circuit, as well as all the other F1 news. Please enjoy the rest of this episode. Hey guys, welcome to F1 in the Sun with your hosts, McKenna, Joe, and Zach. But saying that, you look at Red Bull and AlphaTauri, they have nothing to lose from this transaction. Like, it's great PR for them because who doesn't love Daniel? Well, look at the PR they've already done. Exactly. It's, it's, Every, I, everyone's already talking about Vegas. There was, oh, that's true. <laughs> there was about five minutes about Debris leaving, and then everything else was, yay, Daniel's back. Yeah. yeah. So they really couldn't go wrong with it. And I mean, like, this is his one chance to prove that he can drive. Yeah. That it wasn't. It, Potentially just was a McLaren issue, maybe? Listen, we all know Daniel Ricciardo can drive. He could drive. And we we do know, like right now the narrative is the issue was McLaren. Yeah. The pressure comes in from if he can't perform in the alpha, now it's a Daniel issue. Exactly. Like he, now he's in this position, which I'm very happy about, by the way. Yes. Um... He has to match or exceed Yuki's performance from every race for the rest of the season. Yeah. And then from that point, it then becomes a question, depending upon what Checo does, what happens from there? Because if he can prove himself in an Alphatory, which we all know is a rubbish car this year, it's just not good. Well, saying that. Could either be the car or the drivers. We'll find out shortly. Because yeah, Yuki has had arguably one of his better seasons in three years. Yep. He's, well, three years. I'd, I'd call this his best season. He's been fumbling it a little bit, but he started off the season amazing. And he's still decent. Yeah. Like, again, it could be a rubbish car. Yep. So you put him in... You know, get the Alphatory to a better place, sort of where it used to be, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think Yuki could be in the points almost every weekend. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, look. Oh, go oh, ahead. Go, no, go oh, ahead. I do want to say that I think it's been Daniel who's been asking for a Vegas track for a very long time. So, I'm yeah. very happy that he's going to be at the first ever Vegas track driving. So, I'm, I am very happy about that. Sorry, back to Yuki. Uh, we'll get to Yuki in a little bit because, you know, a lot of people were surprised in an aspect because he went into a subpar car. Yeah. And he left. The reason he didn't get a seat is because he said he didn't want to drive a subpar car. No, because he was offered a chance at Haas. Yeah. I think a couple of other teams. He wanted to compete. Yeah. Now we're six months down the road and everyone's like, well, he's getting into an Alpha Tower now. You got to realize, six months for an F1 driver not driving. That's a long time. It's years. It's a long time. And also, it's his one chance to get back in a Red Bull. Yeah. Right? Which is where he loves to be. Like like I said, when we started talking to him about uh, talking about him, he wouldn't have taken the seat if there was zero chance of getting into a Red Bull. No, like, I bet there's, depending upon how Checo's season goes, if he like you say, can perform at the same level Yuki or higher, then, to be honest, he's probably going to take Checo's seat. Yeah. Now, 
Can I ask a question just yeah. before you start? So is Alpha Tauri, is that like a feeder into the Red Bull car itself? Yeah, so Red yeah. Bull owns both teams. Right. So it, it's, uh, it's, Alpha is pretty much their trainer. It, it's the pretty tester. much known as Red Bull Junior. Okay. Yeah. You know, they actually have Red Bull Junior, but it's it's known as Red Bull's Junior team. That's why they used to be called Toro Rosso. Okay. It's another way of saying Red Bull. <laughs> I'm pretty so, sure that's an Italian version of Red Bull. I don't speak Italian. Please don't attack me. <laughs> so essentially, so Red Bull essentially takes like the feeders from AlphaTauri if they wanted and could bring them up to the Red Bull car itself. Yes. Is yeah. that how it that's, works? That's what happened back in uh, 2019 with Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon. Okay. They just pulled them up. They said, it happened with everyone. Yeah. Okay. Max, Max much- Verstappen came from Toro Rosso into Red Bull. Sebastian okay. Vettel also came from yeah. Toro Rosso. Same with Ricardo. Okay. So it, it, it's how they all basically start. Yes. See how um, they do in the lower class car and the typically worst car. Mm-hmm. And then if they're performing good, put them in the Red Bull, see how they do. Yeah. Do any of the other cars, like any of the other teams have something similar? Not, not officially. Not okay. officially. You know, it is kind of known that Williams is a feeder to Mercedes. To a point, yeah. You know, okay. it's kind of known. It's unofficial, obviously, um, but Ferrari doesn't really have one. No. Um, they kind of just pick, like, signs came from Red Bull. Okay. He was... And McLaren. Yeah. He was a Toro Rosso driver, then he went to McLaren, then he went to Ferrari. Okay. Um, but Red Bull's the only one that has officially has a Red Bull junior team. Okay. So, um, but yeah, he didn't want to race in a subpar car. Now he's in one. It's a long time for an F1 driver, and he's been training. Like, he... I believe he was quoted saying he took Christmas time and kind of just quote unquote let go, but he's been training pretty much ever since. Yeah, ready to get into a car again. Right, and it's time for him to prove why Daniel Ricardo deserves to be on the grid. And I think the reason they pushed this so hard, well, I guess it was confirmed, when Daniel was doing his practice laps at Silverstone after the race, um, Christian phoned Helmut Marco and uh, said he's doing great. Like his his laps are fantastic. Uh, they hung up. Marco phoned uh, the boss of Alvatore, and they sacked Debris. Phoned Christian back. Daniel was in that car. Yeah. So he was he was testing it in an AlphaTauri or was no he, he was he was in a Red Bull. Oh okay. Um, I think it was in Checo's Red Bull. Yeah. If I don't. Did Did you? See- Quick side note on him being in that Red Bull. Did you see that viral moment? He's sitting in the car with his heat protective mask on and Vettel comes over yes. and brings him like a, a drink and just the expression on Ricardo's he face. He was so happy. Like, oh, yeah. it, it's like one of those videos where you see a lost puppy from their owner for so long, realize it's his owner and they just run together. It was one of those moments and it just seemed Christian, Daniel and Sebastian in the same frame again yeah mm-hmm. unreal so yeah. many memories came back mm-hmm. it was a really really nice moment to see yes um i mean moral of this i'm excited to see hungry i'm ecstatic the world is going to be watching this because even if you don't watch f1 you know the name daniel ricardo yeah he is the man with a million teeth <laughs> <laughs> that man has the biggest smile you always hear this surge of cheers and then you look at the screen and daniel ricardo's face is on the screen yeah. yes 
and he knows and he'll give you like a side eye or a eyebrow raise it's awesome he is a pure showman he is and i love it i mean drive to survive showed that absolutely every time yes um now with daniel being in the alpha tower i want to shift to talk about pressure on yuki sonoda it's kind of gone untalked about from what I've been able to read and see, but I see this as not only a, a way for Daniel to get into another seat, but I see this as a massive opportunity for Yuki Sonoda to get into a top contending seat. If he can outperform Daniel? If he can outperform Daniel. And I'm not saying, like I'm saying both cars are, I'm pretty sure both cars are identical. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alpha Tauri's been feeding all the goodies into one car and just saying good luck to the other car. I yeah. think they're pretty even. But if Yuki, and I'm not saying way outperform, but if Yuki can consistently stay ahead, finish in front of Daniel Ricciardo, mm-hmm. even if that is P13, 14, 15, 16, or even if that's P10, P11, P9, P10, if Yuki can stay in front of Daniel, it's a good sign for him. Right? And I think if Yuki can outperform Daniel where he's consistently scoring points, and maybe Daniel's not, now I'm, I'm hoping he is, or he's consistently saying two to three steps in front mm-hmm. of Daniel, that puts him into contention for that Red Bull seat. Because what might happen at the end of the year, depending upon who's performing better, and again, depending upon Checo... Yeah. If uh, yeah, if Yuki's doing great, they might just throw him in that Red Bull, put Checo in the Alfatori, uh, and just see how they do for the first few races of next season. Um, if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, maybe throw Daniel in that, see how it goes. Because you know Max is good enough to carry the team at this Absolutely. point. Now, at the end of this episode, we will kind of briefly touch on some rumors that have come out. This is called silly season for a reason. Um, sitting here right now, there's probably been a lot, a lot of rumors going around. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some that involve Red Bull, involve some of the top teams. So at the end of the episode, we'll kind of put those out there. We'll talk about it in the future um, if anything comes of it. Um, I mean, we might just talk about it anyways. It's silly season for a reason. It's time to get silly. Um, but yeah, I genuinely think that if Yuki can outperform Daniel Ricardo to a certain level, it puts him in prime contention for Checo's seat. Yep. You know, Interesting. because he's 23, so he's young. Mm-hmm. And if he can outperform a eight-time Grand Prix winner in Daniel Ricardo, arguably one of Red Bull's better drivers in their history. Yep. What does that say? Yeah, he's ready equal cars and he's outperforming a grand prix winner yeah i'm not saying it has to be red bull there have been rumors coming out with aston martin going to honda Mm -hmm. for a power unit honda wants yuki and that aston martin yep that would be interesting but how can you turn down a red bull exactly at this point right and it doesn't even have to be red bull what if ferrari now looks at yuki what if mercedes now looks at yuki Mm -hmm. you got these big teams yep Hey, Yuki just outperformed an eight-time Grand Prix winner, Daniel Ricciardo. Maybe we should be looking at Yuki a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't think Red Bull's going to give him up. 
<laughs> Not if he's outperforming him, no. But I think this is a huge moment for Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. And it's kind of gone untouched mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Everyone's talking about Daniel coming back, Nick DeVries leaving, Checo's seat, which we'll touch on in a few minutes. Um, but Yuki Sonoda, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was outperforming DeVries mm-hmm. easily. Daniel Ricardo's a whole nother mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. be, yeah, interesting to see. Absolutely. I mean, I think for Yuki, yes, this is going to be like a huge tell of whether he is going to, or not him, but I guess other teams are going to want him in their driver's seat for sure. But I feel with any sport when there's tons of pressure put on the athlete it is very telling on whether or not they can handle that pressure Mm because a lot of athletes you'll see crumble under the pressure and then they're no longer what they used to be where if yuki actually can perform under pressure well it says a lot about not just him because like you said he's in a pretty terrible car yeah he is also a hothead he is, yes. but let's put that aside for a second. If he can perform in this, having Daniel Ricardo being his teammate, that says not only is he most likely one of the next drivers to watch for the coming future, but it shows how he handled, like how he does under pressure. Yeah. And it'll be very telling to see. So I'm very excited to see the next race in Hungary see how he does, how these two teammates can kind of, whether or not they level each other out. Because you see teams, we saw it with Daniel Ricciardo and Max Verstappen, they didn't see eye to eye on in Red Bull. So, I mean, that plays a little bit to do with it too. So it kind of just depends now how he does. But I'm also interested, you see it with teams, Max is Red Bull's number one guy. Mercedes, it used to be Lewis Hamilton. Now it seems like they're kind of going more towards George Russell. How AlphaTauri is going to favor maybe one over the other? Is it going to be Yuki or is it going to be the main man, Daniel Ricciardo? At this point, at least judging by the news, it's going to be Ricciardo. Yes, which brings me to my point of not only does he have the pressure of, okay, we now have Daniel Ricciardo, number one favorite of all time driver, how am I going to level and become the new number one? Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting. And I love both of them. So it's going to be very hard for me for sure to be like, Oh no, Yuki. Oh no, Daniel. So I'm, I'm so excited. So here's a theory for you. Okay. Okay. So at this point, Max must be bored with winning every race. Absolutely. (laughs) I heard this one before. So what if, Daddy Ricardo. No, and it's Daddy Danny. Either leave, way. Leave me alone. But it <laughs> doesn't rhyme. Daddy Rick. Oh, my. Oh, that works too. <laughs> there we go. That works too. We got to make sure. And, and Baby Yuki, Yuki both go into the Red Bull as teammates. Max retires from Formula One because he's bored. Well, I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. I would be too at this point. Absolutely. Checo is thrown off a balcony, maybe. Think, I don't know. Do you think Max is going to retire? Yes. Well, this isn't a hypothetical world. He has said this before, though. He doesn't want to just do this consistently because it's boring. Mm -hmm. He's in it for the fight. He wants to have the challenge. And right now, he doesn't have it. Well, you know what? 
give your blueprints to everybody else. <laughs> well, they did for the roll. <laughs> well, everybody did that in Monaco. But um, <laughs> you move both Ricardo and Yuki into that Red Bull, especially if they're, they're on even playing fields now mm-hmm. in AlphaTauri. Imagine what that would be like. That would be that would be crazy, insane. So, I want to make a quick prediction here. Yuki Sonoda podium in the next three years. Putting that out there right now. You know what, next I, three years, Yuki Sonoda podium. I don't care what card's in, he's getting it. I can see that. Uh, honestly, yeah. Yeah. I think he's the one to watch. He's an underdog. Can we and see, I think he's one to watch. Can we see a Pierre Gasly repeat? Ooh. Pierre Gasly won in an Alpha Tauri. That's true. After getting dropped by Red Bull. Yeah. Or demoted from Red Bull. Well, yeah. He was still in Red Bull, but... Yeah. Um... On the topic of the Red Bulls, mm-hmm. Checo, how much pressure is Checo under knowing that Daniel Ricardo wouldn't have taken that seat if there was no chance to get in the Red Bull? I think he's about oh, as much pressure as the Titanic's under. He's just, he's in a room that's closing around him. He yeah. is the absolute definition of stuck between a wall and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not saying that Checo's a bad driver. Checo nope. is an amazing driver. Mm-hmm. Um, there is nothing against Checo. He's had a bad run of it for the last... I mean, he hasn't made Q3 in five races. And he is one of my favorites. Yes. I will say that for you know if I'm biased. He's got one of my all-time favorite performances in 2020. Mm-hmm. In that Bahrain. Not having any reason to be up on pole no. in the winning card but he did from blast to first insane but like he I, it's interesting to see because right now or before this happened with his few losses realistically there's not there is a bit of pressure but there's not that much because you know max is going to win the championship red bull is going to get it anyway yeah so there's not shouldn't be that much pressure on him but now there's a ton so, like you were saying to McKenna, how is he going to handle it? Absolutely. Because well, the risk is very high. And, and here's the thing, right? The reason I brought up Checo's pressure is because if you listen to rumors, Daniel Ricardo's not on, his only threat anymore. That's true. There was a piece of news that just came out, uh, I don't know how long ago, but within the last couple of days, that in the last month, Red Bull has met with Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And essentially, they want to build this dream team. Yeah. Now, with you saying Max is getting bored, look at what Red Bull rumors are coming out. Mm-hmm. They're meeting with two drivers who are number one drivers on their respective teams. Mm-hmm. Charles can easily compete with Max in an equal car. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Yep. Lando, he's pretty much there. He, I mean, after yeah. after his Silverstone performance, yeah. I, I think he was I pretty much always there. His car just wasn't at yeah. that level. Yeah. But as of right now, with the car, with the driving, Lando's there. Yep. Absolutely. Those two drivers that now Checo, even if it's a fake rumor, even mm-hmm. if it's complete gossip, yeah. you know Checo heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'd have to be worried. Because yeah. I would be if I was him. Because like, yeah. you're being attacked by three sides. Charles Leclerc. Finished P2 last year in the, in the driver's standings. In a Ferrari. In a Ferrari. He beat out Checo. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some scrutiny under there. Mac could have helped out. But still, you beat a Red Bull in the standings. 
and now you're rumored to be taking his seat. Mm-hmm. Because he's getting fed up with Ferrari. Oh yeah. Who wouldn't? So. Um, and now you've got you've also got Lando, who is hungry. Mm-hmm. That boy is hungry. Yes. Did you see the celebration at Silverstone? Oh, I want more champagne spikes. Yeah. I want hundreds more sp- champagne spikes. So he he desperately wants a good car to race with. Right. Mm-hmm. So now, and that's why I brought up Checo with this pressure is one, you're feeling it from Daniel Ricciardo, mm-hmm. who you know wouldn't have taken that seat unless he had a chance. Yeah. And now these rumors are coming out that Charles Leclerc has been talked to. Mm-hmm. Lando Norris has been talked to. Mm-hmm. Who else haven't we heard has been talked to? Yeah, exactly. There's been rumors about both Ferrari drivers' jobs being up for grabs. Yeah, yeah I did see one where uh, Ferrari was talking maybe to potentially to Albon. Albon and about Sainz's seat. Right. So now you've got two Ferrari drivers whose seats aren't really 100% secured anymore. No. Nope. So it seems like Checo was just in this octagon. And every wall is being pushed at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's all around that second Red Bull car. To be fair, though, this happens almost every single time. Yep. The Red Bull second driver isn't performing close to max. Like, they always you know, see who the next best is, cut the one they have, put the rest one in and see how it works. But the difference that I see is that Checo has proven that he can beat Max in this car because he's done it. Absolutely. And he can also keep up with Max in this car. But he is not consistent. He's not. Which is the issue. If you have a consistent driver who can finish P4 or not, every race, Yeah. that's what you want in a P2 driver. Yeah. That's what you want. If if he can get P2, awesome. But every race above P four and up, that way you're pretty you're pretty much guaranteed the uh, constructors and the drivers championships and yeah. pretty much P two. Mm-hmm. So that's what Red Bull needs because they can't have two drivers fighting each other. It doesn't work. No, no. not when you have a clear P one. You need a clear P two, which is what they have with Checo. Yeah, but Checo needs to do better. Yes, because it doesn't work. Because right now you've got. A Red Bull leaving in Q1 and a Red Bull taking pole. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work. So you're basically sandwiching the top 15 between two Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not... It, I don't know what's going on. You know, it's we all know that Red Bull builds the car for Max. We all yeah. know it. They don't build it for Checo. Nope. They build it for Max. Mm-hmm. Do they have equal cars, Max and Checo? Or do we think Max is built a they, little bit different? They have the same. Upgrades might come at different times. Yes. Okay. But the so, car is the same. Okay. It has to be. Yeah. A way to explain it is they have equal cars, but they don't. The cars on paper mm-hmm. are equal. Right. How they're designed is for Max. Right. And it's been that way for, for a few years now. Actually, it's been... They've been designing this this car the same way since before Vettel. Like, the okay, same so. way the car's laid out, mm-hmm. it just really suited Vettel, and it really suits Max. Yeah. Their driving styles and the way they want to design a car mesh really well, mm-hmm. yeah. so it works out. So that's, they're equal, but they're not. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you look at someone like Charles, he can do that, but he's been having 
car problems. Mm -hmm. Look at last year, how many times he had, he was in the lead by a bunch of seconds and he loses it. Mm -hmm. Engine blows, understeer, oversteer, Mm -hmm. spin out, right? Look at signs. Mm Signs have the same problems. Yep. So So what would happen if you put a Charles Leclerc in the seat? But then you run the risk of the Red Bulls fighting Mm -hmm. and then crashing. And then you're out of the points entirely, Mm -hmm. which is a big risk. Absolutely. It is a huge risk. But back to what you said, Max is bored. Mm -hmm. I think Max would happily fight a teammate over fighting last place just to lap him. Yes, but Max doesn't listen. So they're fighting. They're getting a bit too aggressive. Team says, stop fighting. Just run the race. Leclerc will listen because he's a good boy. Mm-hmm. Max won't. He'll, if anything, get worse. Mm-hmm. And then that is, you know, end result for a disaster, which is why they need a clear P1, P2. And you wouldn't get that with Leclerc because he wants to be, you know, P1. He does. He wants to be a world which champion. Which is 100% fair on him. Yeah. You yeah. can't argue that. Same thing with Lando. It, I don't think it would work. See, I can make the argument for Lando that he's not ready for a championship. Oh, yes, he is. Because he hasn't been in a big three car. That's true. I think... Now, if I was Red Bull Racing, mm-hmm. right? And I had to pick, right? Mm-hmm. I would probably... my preferred list as of right now not having any idea how daniel's going to do for the rest of the season so obviously my list might change mm-hmm. my top three drivers that i would want to put in the car i'm gonna surprise you guys a little bit lando at one yep signs at two mm-hmm. and the clerk at three that's my top three for who would i want to put beside max see because lando needs a few years in a top three car in a in a well, solid contending car when you say top three do you mean like red bull mercedes ferrari or? yes okay so lando has been in a mclaren now mclaren mm-hmm. has a decorated history mm-hmm. but not recently no they are they're essentially part of the best of the rest group mm-hmm. right and that's for mclaren williams haas alfa romeo alfa tower yeah, they're like the best of the rest. Lando needs that time in a serious contender. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he'd be the best for beside Max. Because, yes, he's going to bring the fight to Max. But I think he'll also understand if they communicate it properly that his time is coming. Yeah, but I feel like if you put, like you said, you have signs in there. If you have signs as number two to Max... I feel like we're going to run the risk of what we're seeing him currently with Leclerc, where Ferrari's prioritizing Leclerc over signs and being like, nope. And I feel like it's just going to be that just in a Red Bull car. But signs is clearly outpacing Leclerc. Yeah. Find me someone to outpace Verstappen. No, I, I totally get that. And but... signs raced with Verstappen at Toro Rosso. In the Red Bull Juniors. I would argue that point with signs, say Norris could keep up with Verstappen. He did in Silverstone in Absolutely. a McLaren. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So you put him in an equal car, he will be next to Max every weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless something happens and, yeah. you know, whatever. 
So, but you've also got to think about contracts here. Yes. So I know Lando's with McLaren for at least a few more years. Um, but there's always that. There is. There's always the buyout. But Lando also likes McLaren. He has a great team. The team is built around him. Yeah. So would he leave it when they're just starting to get good? That's, you know, iffy. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ferrari has contracts to what, 2026? Um, so Leclerc and Sainz are under contract till 2024. Till the end of 24. Okay. okay. Norris is 2025. Mm-hmm. Um... I think realistically, the only people whose contracts are up this year, I know Lewis, his contract is up yeah, this Yeah, so year. the contracts that are up are Sargent, who at this pace, I could see staying in Williams next year. Yep, I agree. Um, Yuki Sonoda's up, but he's also got a 2023 plus. Yeah. You know, um, Joe Gwang used contracts up. I for sure, mm-hmm. I do too. Uh, Lance Stroll has a, an open one. Yeah, he's he's an Aston Martin for life. K Mags contract is up. That's an interesting one to dive into later. Mm-hmm. George Russell's contract is up. Oh, he's staying at Mercedes. Yes, and Lewis's contract is up. Okay, so both of our Mercedes boys' contracts are up this year. Yeah, they're both going to resign. Yes. Let's be realistic. I mean, um, George Perez... for sure, but I mean Lewis, I. <sighs> It's hard to say with everything else that he's got going on right now whether or not he would re-sign. I think even he said he would. Yeah. We'll see. He wants a championship, and he want he wants that eighth. Um, you know, there's a few other news articles and rumors that are going on. Um, so we're gonna dive into those here right away. So with the rumors going on, there's a lot. They call this silly season for a reason. Um, Let's start off with some lighthearted ones. Um, We all know Brad Pitt's on the grid right now recording a a movie. Yeah. Um, Lewis Hamilton is a producer, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another big name rumor to be in it, Tom Holland. Who's seen that coming? Right. And what is he, if he plays Brad Brad Pitt's kid, I'm going to love it. He might actually. That's a that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Right, like unless he, because we already know that Brad Pitt is coming from being a retired. Yeah, and he's paired with a rookie. We've already seen the rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Tom Holland's role? What do yeah. we What do we think? I, uh, yeah. I mean, I could see it being a kid. I could also see it being. When we say kid, we mean teenager. Cause... Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I could also see. Tom Holland's character even being like an F2 driver or like somebody who loves and idolizes Brad Pitt's character, Sonny, and wants to be exactly like him. And we could maybe even see something like that. Or he could be part of the pit crew. Yeah. Like so, either that or on the, the on the pit wall being one of the strategists maybe. But here's what I'm thinking. And I'm pulling this from the game. You know, we had that breaking point story mm-hmm. where you've got the driver leaving and the rookie, the rookie that you play as. Mm-hmm. And then you have another young guy who's your main rival mm. on the grid. You think Tom Holland would play do we rival? see? Do we see Tom Holland coming in as a heel, as a villain? That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think we've ever seen him as a villain. Tom yeah, Holland, I was just gonna say. Uncharted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. We've seen him as good guys. Yeah. yeah. I would love, I love it when all these actors who play good guys just 
switch it up. And be like, yeah. I'm gonna be a bad guy now. My favorite one for doing that, David Tennant. Yeah. Oh, does a fantastic job. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a lighthearted rumor. You know, Tom Holland, uh, they still haven't released the name of the movie, which kind of confuses me. Um, diving into some more serious ones. Uh, we did mention it. Um, you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Alex Albon is being looked at for a Ferrari seat. Interesting. Now, I'm not sure how this is going to do. Because you look at the past drivers for a Ferrari. They're happy the first season. They're kind of happy the second season. And then it just drops off a cliff and they're all in depression. They, they yeah. have, Ferrari hasn't had a solid driver that loves the car for more than two years since Michael Schumacher when he was winning those titles. Yeah, I mean, Kimmy did for a bit. Kimmy did, yes. But, but Kimmy's Ferrari, Kimmy. Kimmy's but Kimmy. Ferrari still <laughs> had those issues. Yeah. And they still have them now. Like, if they figure their stuff out, you know, with whatever they want to do being clowns, then they could get a good driver. And then it wouldn't hurt anyone coming to them. Mm-hmm. But as they sit right now, I don't know if it's a good choice for Albon. Because it might you know, ruin his career almost. Now, here's what I'm thinking, right? He stays in Williams for a couple more years, mm-hmm. right? We're going to go into a little bit of our, our hypothetical world here, you know? Stays in Williams for, let's say, three more years. Mm-hmm. In those three years, Lewis wins his eighth championship. Yep. The last box that he wants to check on his GOAT resume. Mm-hmm. And retires. And then Albon took Mercedes? An Albon, George Russell, Mercedes team. Do you do you see George Russell staying with Mercedes? Because, I mean, yeah. we have Mick, who's one of the reserve driver for Mercedes. Do we think he wants to return and he, in a Mercedes He's seat? not going to return in a Mercedes. I think he wants to, but I don't yeah. think he's going to get the chance. See, now, countering... And, and, Albon going to Mercedes. And the reason I say that is because of the George Russell move. And yeah. how we said yeah, Williams mean, is an unofficial feeder to Mercedes. Makes sense. But you look at Williams right now. Compared to, uh, I don't know, two years ago. They were rubbish back then. Oh, really? Right now, they have come leaps and strides ahead. They're, so they're, showing, they, they're showing flashes of they prime Williams. on this track record with their new team principal, uh, James Bell, who came from Mercedes... And seems to be doing fantastic things with the team. Who knows? Williams could be up there with the Red Bulls, with the Mercedes. So, and if they keep going better this year, better next year, is there a point of Albon even leaving? Or does he grow grow with the team and then win a championship with Williams again? Like, that would be be, dream come true. I don't don't want to sound too bold, but could could we be seeing flashes of... Alan Prost Williams mm-hmm. when Mercedes or Williams was the juggernaut, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I could see, you know, in that hypothetical world, Lewis gets his last box checked on his resume and he's like, you know what? I've done it all. Yep. There's nothing I have. My name is at the top of everything. Yeah. And we've seen the Williams to Mercedes move before. We have, but. I don't know. Honestly, they keep on the same direction. I'm on the Williams hype train. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm riding it till they get a championship. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I love the Silverstone delivery with the Union Jack. Oh, yeah. I love the, the DeWalt battery, not DeWalt, sorry, uh, Duracell battery on the top of the uh, intake for the air. Yeah. It's, I'm in love with it. I love it. It's fantastic. That in the right direction, I see them winning a championship with Albon because they're a British team, British driver for the win. Yeah. Oh, like just, it's a dream. Uh, staying with Ferrari rumors, because we always have Ferrari rumors. Um, there is a driver that is reportedly in pre-contract with Ferrari. And we talked to him about him a little earlier. Lando Norris. Lando Norris in a Ferrari. Now again. Which kind of comes out of the blue to me. Because I've seen Lando as a McLaren boy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I honestly, before this rumor, didn't really see him ever leaving. Unless he got a spot at Red Bull potentially or Mercedes. Yeah. So I don't know if he would leave McLaren, especially if they stay on this good track, because I know he sort of built a family there. Mm-hmm. Like they're a very good group together. Yeah. Um so realistic personally, I don't see that happening. Yeah. But you never know what's gonna happen in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, these rumors that we're pulling, um, we're sourcing them to Fan Nation F1 briefings. Um, you know, they, they post the rumors. Rumors are rumors. Yeah. You know, there's not they're not a hundred percent fact, they're not zero percent fact. They're basically what happens in a high school hallway between classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Lando and Albon performing so well. With the teams that they're in right now. They've caught the attention of Red Bull and Ferrari. Yeah. Um, Ferrari, you know, looking for a complete shakeup. There's, there's rumors of both drivers having risk of losing their seat. Yeah. Which is unreal to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you hear sometimes the number two driver has risk. You you rarely hear that one and two. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I would like the move to Ferrari for Lando. Um, now, they are saying that it's rumored to already be signed. Really? They're saying he's already signed the pre-contract with Ferrari, which would be massive. See, I'm wondering, though, if this was before Silverstone. Because if this rumor came out before Silverstone, I could see it. But I feel like now, after Silverstone, after Lando, like, even the past, like, the sprint and everything, um, what was that? What race was that, that we had the sprint? Austria. Yes, Austria. I feel like now, maybe Lando may want to stay with McLaren, just because... He's finally comfortable with the car. He's getting up there with the big boys. I feel like maybe this might be just a rumor. I I don't see this coming to fruition just based on now how Lando's doing. Now, we're going to pull the fourth wall back a little bit. We are recording this on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So as of right now, 11 o'clock on Thursday, this rumor is 17 hours old. Oh, really? Wow. 17 hours ago, this article was posted of Lando Norris being rumored to sign a pre-contract. Like, to have signed. Now we're going to put the fourth wall back. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Part two. You're right. Yep. 
Oh boy, I made I made an oops. You did make an oopsie. It is Sunday. I really just pulled the fourth wall back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, we could potentially be seeing a Lando Norris, Alex Albon, Ferrari one two. Wow. Um, another question. I personally say Lando's the number two or the number one. Sorry. If they both go to McLaren. Go to Ferrari. Ferrari. For, oh my goodness, guys. I'm sorry. You need a Red Bull, sir. <laughs> Red Bull gives you wings and wins. Um, yeah, I see Lando being the number one driver in Ferrari because of... Now, a lot of it has to do with the car. See... And, and history. You... Again, you're taking two number one drivers to then compete with each other. It's just not going to end well. Like... I'm sure they'd get on. I'm not sure how the racing would be because Albon is very good at defending and Leclerc, he goes for the gap, but he doesn't always go for the gap, you know? Like, he's a bit timid, almost like Bottas was too. So, from that, if they were on a level where playing field fighting... I'd see Albon in the front, to be honest. Now, again, coming from a fanboy, so... And, and it really is an, a, a number one and number one driver coming in. Yeah. Like we discussed previously in Red Bull trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it working. Yeah. But Now, with Ferrari looking to replace their drivers, where do they go? Well, that's the other question. Mm -hmm. The rumor right now is Charles Leclerc is a favorite for the Red Bull seat. Mm -hmm. We we touched on it. Yep. Um, I, you, you, Joe, you previously said Max is getting tired. He's getting bored. Yeah. I'd get bored too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all these memes going around of his team just projecting the live feed from F1.com's subscription of the race on his steering wheel. So he, so he can watch too. I see it. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if Charles Clare is the right choice because that's a number one driver who wants. Now, I would be more supportive if Charles Leclerc already had a championship. Yeah. But he doesn't. Max does. Has, Max has two, coming up on three. Yeah. Charles wants one. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that Red Bull. Red Bull Racing Team's nickname is the Red Bull Max Verstappen Racing Team. Yeah. It's Max's team. So I really... Like I say, I don't see it working out. I don't... I don't know if Charles is the right option. They want to build a dream team. I respect that. Mm -hmm. They want to win every single race, every single weekend for years to come. Yeah. But I don't see – I see a repeat of Daniel Ricciardo and Max Verstappen in Baku. Yeah. And I see a lot of it because you saw these two battle in a Ferrari and Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Yes, they'd be teammates. Yes, Charles Leclerc is a lot more of a team player. Um, But still, he wants that championship. He does, and it's, like I say, I don't think it's going to end well, because I just see 
them getting into a fight, crashing each other out, and then especially if they're competitive with each other, it could happen a lot of weekends. Yes, they fight good together now when it's a Ferrari and a Red Bull because they respect each other. But, you know, when you're trying to take one over your teammate in the same car, uh, you know, and Max is a bit aggressive. So I just see it ending crashes. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, these are just rumors right now. There's absolutely no weight behind really any of them. Um, no. I personally, I'm just, I'm hoping the Tom Holland one is true. <laughs> that would uh, that would be awesome. I'm uh, I'm hoping Danny Rick gets back into that Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a very good sight. Um, but yeah, that wraps up rumors right now. Obviously, we're just Hungary's coming up, and the second that checkered flag is waved, we are officially in silly season. Yeah, and I cannot wait to see what happens. Yes, mm-hmm. um, we are going to try and keep up with every legitimate rumor because mm-hmm. if we try to keep up with every rumor um you're you're gonna hear things about charles leclerc and his brother arthur racing for ferrari and you're just gonna hear stupid stuff yeah um we're gonna try and keep up with every legitimate rumor going on we'll put it up on the social medias and at the end of silly season we'll do a special podcast going over everything mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll just take one podcast outside of our regular and we'll just go over every rumor that's, you know, got legitimate claims. Yeah. And keep you guys updated. So you guys have yourself a good week. We will see you at Hungary. Yes. Yep. Hey, everyone. If you liked what we talked about today in our podcast and everything else we'll talk about in the future, the best way to support us is by subscribing to our podcast, both on Spotify and Apple podcast, as well as giving us a five-star review. We do have social media as well. So check us out on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at F1 in the sun. All of the information will be linked in the descriptions of every podcast, as well as in the description of our Apple and Spotify podcasts. And we will see you next week.